Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in marketing and how to use their podcast to generate leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm here with Tasha Booth. Tasha is a podcaster, mentor, and online business manager for successful course creators and coaches. She runs a digital support agency called The Launch Guild, which supports entrepreneurs with everything from podcast development to systems creation, from daily business management to six-figure service launches. Tasha also mentors aspiring virtual assistants who are passionate and ready to start making money while living life on their own terms. When she's not helping entrepreneurs manage the ins and outs of their business, she's watching American Ninja Warrior and eating tater tots because they're a food group, you know? I'm super excited to chat with her today all about the ins and outs of what's working for her podcast, so let's just dive right in. Hey, Tasha. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here, and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so I am the owner of The Launch Guild, which is an online business management and virtual support agency. We help coaches and course creators primarily on their systems, on their course launches, their podcast launches, all those things. And I also coach and mentor um, VAs and online business managers on growing their business. So I have a podcast called How She Did That, and I started it last October. Um, mainly because I did not want to blog anymore. (laughs) And so I was looking for a way to have some longer form content in a way that felt really organic for me. And for me, that was really about podcasting. I love talking to people. I feel like that's a really easy way for me to communicate uh, better. And so podcast it was. I totally agree with that. Like I still do like writing. I'm not like opposed to writing, but I just don't do it as frequently anymore. I feel like it's so much easier to sit down and record a podcast or, you know, record with a guest or something than it is to sit down and write like a thousand words for some reason. I absolutely, absolutely agree. I think that I've always been a verbal processor. And so, you know, I think that talking things out for me really helps me figure it out for myself, but also communicate my ideas better. And so that just made sense podcasting. Totally. And it's so much easier than video too. Like you can yes. in your PJs and your workout clothes, whatever you want to do it in. So that's kind of why I chose it too. Cause I was like, Oh, video is great, but I don't want to get ready all the time. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> too much effort. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Okay. So you kind of answered my like first kind of couple of questions, but, um, what kind of format is your podcast in? And I, I, yeah, I know you do a couple of solos, but you mostly do interview style, right? Yeah. And so the goal originally was to be every other one would be a solo episode and I'd have a guest, you know, on the off weeks. Mm -hmm. And what happened was I got so many great inquiries from people who wanted to be on the podcast that, and they were all amazing. And I was like, I need all of them on my podcast. (laughs) So it ended up being, we're, we're now in season three of the podcast and every single season, I just had so many 
amazing people that wanted to be on it that it just filled the season and I ended up not only having to do like a couple solo episodes but I think in season four I'm really going to start doing more solo episodes because there's so much that I still want to talk about and I have this crazy long spreadsheet list of like topics that would be great for solo episodes that I haven't gotten to yet because I've been interviewing so many guests. Totally. So how often are you putting out new episodes? Just once a week now? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just once a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I was kind of doing something similar. Uh, I was doing Thursdays where guest episodes and every other Tuesday I would do solo. And that's kind of the format that I'm sticking with now. And I think that works because it's still a decent amount of content every month, but I still get like the chance to like share stuff. Um, that's just with me versus with a guest. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so what do you feel like is working best in your podcast right now? So whether like it's the content, your social media strategy, like what is the one thing that is just really helping you with your podcast right now? Yeah, I think for me, it is definitely the content and the types of uh, guests we're having on the podcast. Um, they're just amazing women who are knocking it out of the park in terms of how they're approaching their business and the success that they're having in their business. And my listeners always comment that that just helps fuel the fire for them in getting their business up into the place that they want to be. Um, also for season three, I've kind of themed it because for the first two seasons, I was basically going with whatever topic I decided I wanted to talk about or whoever the guest was. Mm-hmm. Um, but for season three, it is all for and about um, not just new VAs, but also people who are already established in their business and what the next step is for them. So it's more kind of advanced um, suggestions and strategies and stuff like that. And I think that doing it that way has been really helpful for, um, for our listeners as well. Yeah, I think that's great because you give people variety. Like, okay, well, if you're a beginner, one and two may be better suited for you. But like, once you get to this more advanced stage, then season three and potentially beyond will be, you know, where you should look. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and obviously having guest helps, especially like when they share. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are guests who unfortunately do not share um, when you know, you make it as easy as possible, but that's, you know, how we get new listeners, um, to our show by having our guests there for sure. So, yeah. Cool. So are there any failures you've had with your podcast, if any, and if so, what did you actually learn from that? Yeah. I think when I first started podcasting, I was not batch recording, um, my episodes and my seasons. And what happened was, you know, I would either get behind And then it would be literally a couple times it was the night before and I was like recording at like seven o'clock at night and writing show notes and uploading and everything. And that just wasn't working. I really needed it to be that I could batch everything and then just know that it's done. So that was season one for me. And I think that that made it hard and didn't, didn't make it feel the way that I wanted to, which was just an extension of everything that else that I was doing already in my business. Um, and an easy extension of what I was doing. And so I did a couple things, um, for season two and now for season three, number one, I started batching my entire season. So, um, my assistant and I, we look at my schedule for like the entire year and choose four batch recording weeks per year. And we block off that those weeks for anything that is not podcast related. So I end up doing about like 22 to 30 interviews that whole week. And I'm exhausted by, by the end of the week, 
but everything is done. You know, all of, all of the episodes have been recorded and everything. And then number two was I got a team and it was funny that I wasn't utilizing a team because, you know, I, part of what we do is podcast stuff is podcast management for our clients. But like, I was like, I can do everything on my own. And like, that was dumb. <laughs> and so I reached out to my team and now I have somebody who edits for me. I have somebody who writes my show notes, who does the graphics. And it's just so much easier um, just having, you know, a workflow that really works for us um, as well as the support of them to help make it all happen. Yeah. I was the same way at first. I was like, I'm going to do it all. Like yeah, <laughs> be my thing, I'm doing the recording and everything else. And then after like, I think I did it myself for like six months and gosh, I was so tired because I was yes. the show notes and, you know, listening to the episode again and actually recording, like it's a lot and it's, it's more than blogging sometimes. Yeah. Like, have help. So yeah, I definitely outsourced like six months in and I haven't looked back because that is no joke, especially if you want like quality show notes. Cause like when I was doing it, I would literally just do like five bullet points and be like, Oh yeah, this is <laughs> time to do anything better. Yes, totally. <laughs> So I'm like, well, this is not even benefiting me because, you know, yeah. no SEO juice in here and, you know, this is not optimized and, you know, this is just, yeah. So now it's just really nice to have, hand it off to someone else and have it. Totally. Um, so cool. Yeah, I agree with that. And then also batching. That is so key. I actually just started doing batch recording weeks. Um, I'm actually in one right now as we're doing this. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be. I'm sure I'll be tired. But I think it's really beneficial because I used to record every single Thursday. I mean, wow. not every Thursday I would have people, but I was available to record every Thursday. So most Thursdays I would at least have one or two people scheduled. And that was a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. To take off the whole day just to record and then have to switch my mindset back to like other things. And it's so nice to just have like a full week or even two weeks of just recording, not thinking about anything else because then your mind is like really focused on that versus like, Ooh, I got to record and then I got to do client work and then I got to do this and that. <laughs> I totally agree. It was, yeah, it was just taking me out of being able to do a really good job at this particular side of my business. Right. And, you know, and, and I was even now, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just go back to doing the show notes myself. And then I'm like, no, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, we need to focus on what we're good at and if writing show notes isn't what we're good at, then that's fine. Yeah. Talk to someone who can do it quicker and better than you can. Exactly. <laughs> um, so where do you find that you're getting your listeners from? Like kind of like over time, obviously, you know, Apple podcasts and all the other things don't really make it really easy to know, but where do you like, you know, you, you know, you're getting it from a specific like player, like Stitcher or whatever, but where do you think they're actually coming from? How are they finding you from your website, from social media, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think most of them have come from social media, a lot from word of mouth. Um, I'm huge in the virtual assistant and OBM community in terms of visibility. Yes. And so I think making sure that I'm consistent in that has helped feed people into my podcast. You know, they click on, on um, something on my page and then they find out that I have a podcast and it kind of like, it kind of funnels down through that way. Um, so I've definitely gotten the majority of the people that listen um, from that. And I would say also it's been super helpful that I am very niche specific. And so I know exactly what Facebook groups, you know, to go in and talk to people in and, and those sorts of things to get more listeners for my podcast. 
Totally. Yeah, I think that that's really helpful. I mean, obviously, we wish that um, it would tell us a little bit more in our analytics, like where people are actually <laughs> right. <laughs> very, very vague. But you know, I, hopefully someday you can see like, someone found your podcast through like Pinterest or Instagram or something like you can with Google Analytics. So someone should invent like yes. analytics for like podcasts. Yeah, get on on that somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, whoever's good at that, you can take that idea. I <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be really helpful because right now it's just like, oh great, they came from like Stitcher or Spotify or something, but you don't actually know how they stumbled across right. your podcast in the first place. So. Exactly. Cool. Um, so how do you convert your listeners into clients or customers? Do you have like a specific way that you do that? Do you do like, um, you know, little ad segments on your show for your own products and services or, um, how are you going about generating those leads? Yeah. So for season two, what I did was I had four different outros that I used and they basically were advertisements for my four core programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do that for season three only because I only did it for season two and I didn't do it for season three only because we're changing up a lot of the programs for this, um, the end of this year and for 2020. And so I was recording so far in advance that I was like, I don't want to have to re-edit that or get my editor to re-edit that if I decide to change which program we're doing or, you know, the title of it or something like that. So right now I just have a set, you know, outro that is asking people to like and subscribe and everything. Mm -hmm. What I've done instead is um, if there's something coming up, then I will mention it. I'll create a bonus episode that is like just a three minute, three to five minute commercial about that thing. So there'll be like a bonus one on a Tuesday um, that I'll mention that that's upcoming. And also I've been pretty strategic about my um, solo episodes being in tangent with something that's coming up with something that I'm about to launch. If it's like a group program or a course or something. And then that way I know to mention that and talk about it, you know, in, in the solo episode. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's not like retracting from your guest episodes and like, here's like, here's a promo all about me. Yeah. <laughs> but you still have the ability to tell people about that thing. Yeah. That- yeah. I think that's really helpful. Um, it's always interesting to kind of know how people use their podcast as a lead generation tool because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't. <laughs> They're just like, oh, I don't actually have any way for them to like get in contact with me further. Right. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that we really, that we do really well is every one of our episodes has an opt-in on the show notes page. So, you know, that helps train people to go back to the show notes page, which of course has lots more information about all of my programs and and courses and, and uh, coaching and stuff. So that has been helpful that people are like, oh, I want that download, you know, and so they head onto the website, which totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I think we should at least like, whether we're trying to get people to work with us or on our email list or buying our products or whatever, I think we need to have some type of lead generating thing, whether that's like an ad segment or like go to this opt-in or whatever, just cause you know, it's really hard to connect with your listeners. It's not like social media where you can like and comment on their stuff. You know? Yes. Yeah. It's just hard to know unless they give their email address or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then how do you feel like you retain listenership for your podcast? I mean, obviously, um, it's going to be different for everyone, but like, are there any different things that you do to make sure that you're continuing to not only grow, but also keeping around the people who are current listeners? I think that the, the strategy that we have for season three, where we're not just talking 
specifically to new people, but we're also talking to seasoned. I think that that has definitely helped because people know that whether they're just starting out or six months from now or two years from now, there, there will still be um, pieces of the podcast and different episodes that will be able to help them in whatever season of their business they are in right now. And then also just reminding people that the podcast exists. <laughs> so making sure that like, you know, every Thursday morning we're putting up social media about it and everything. And, and we've actually talked about kind of bumping that up and not just making it one time a week that we're talking about the episode, but doing it in, a, in even more ways, you know, um, to catch even more people and to remind them that, hey, you know, we have episodes every week. But for now, I think it's definitely the, the social media behind it, as well as just keeping the content, what people are asking for and what people need in their business. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, now, cause now you are not just kidding to, to kittering towards the newbies. It's like, you know, the seasoned people as well. So that, you know, the people who outgrow being a newbie and are more seasons aren't like, eh, well, this isn't really relevant to me anymore. Right. <laughs> Which I mean, obviously they're, you know, we're not going to stay subscribed to every single podcast forever because that would just be ridiculous. But it's just a really good way to keep people listening if they are on that same path. Yeah, exactly. So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? And bonus points if it is something that helps you with your podcast in some way. Yes. So everybody like raves about Libsyn, which we use Libsyn for a number of our podcast clients as well. But I, one of my friends, one of my online friends was telling me when I was starting my podcast about Pippa, io and it is a it's a podcast platform a hosting platform just like libsyn um but and it's a little bit more expensive but first of all it's just pretty <laughs> like the whole layout is just nice and you know white and airy and everything and just very pretty and the analytics are easy so i went with that and i am so happy that i did because i always found even um when, when i work in libsyn with you know for clients i always found it a little bit overwhelming a little bit clunky like it was always like where did I find that? Like, how do I get to that? And with, yeah, Pippa, it just makes it so easy. Like I can find everything in like two clicks of a button. So that is definitely kind of my secret weapon that anytime anybody asks, like, what should I use for hosting now? I'm like, well, you could use Libsyn if you're on a major budget, but if you've got like a couple more dollars per month to, you know, to spare, definitely go with Pippa. Yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes the things are hidden. I'm like, I don't even know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> do some research and I'll figure it out for you. But yeah, it's just like weirdly placed. They did recently refresh like their interface and in their website and it's like brighter. It's like white instead of like yeah. black like it used to. <laughs> that happened like all of three days ago. So that's nice. But yeah, I, I felt that same way. It kind of seemed a little dated and like they hadn't updated it since they launched in, you know, early 2000s or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cool. Yeah, I've heard good things about Pippa. I've never tried it. I use Libsyn still and I feel like it'd be such a pain to like migrate. But, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's something I'm used to and yeah, I, I've, I've heard good things about it. So I've, I'm definitely going to recommend it to people if they are, you know, wanting something that's a little prettier and a little less clunky. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Awesome. And then lastly, what is your current favorite podcast? Obviously this doesn't have to be one. If you have multiple, that's fine too. But I always like to hear what other people are really loving listening to. Yeah. So, um, there is a business coach that I follow. Her name's Rachel Rogers. And she just recently, probably within the last four months, started a podcast called million dollar badass. And it's so good. And what she's doing, I love her podcast series right now 
is all about women who are either close to or already making seven figures in their business and just hearing like their advice and how they got there and their, their whole like, you know, um, entrepreneurial journey in general is really inspiring. And I always have like pages upon pages of notes <laughs> after every episode. Um, they, and she does some shorter episodes as well, but like this series is probably longer episodes. So I usually start listening to it. Like I, when I go get my lash extensions done weekly and, and I can listen to like a whole episode in like an hour and 15 minutes or so. So definitely check hers out. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one before actually. So that's cool. I, I feel like I don't know every podcast, but I know like all the popular ones. So yeah. it's nice to hear like new shows because I'm always adding new stuff to my list and then my phone runs out of the store. I know, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> my husband was like, you should have got me the phone with like, you know, a hundred something gigabytes. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not going to work. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really great. And thank you so much for sharing and being open about all this. I know it's kind of like, cryptic and a lot of people don't really like to share like behind the scenes stuff not only about podcasting but just about things in general and I really appreciate it and you know podcasting does make it harder to know what's really working and what's not so that's kind of what I'm looking to do with this new direction and get more people in the know about podcasts and you know kind of trying to demystify all the analytics and bring more light to what's actually working and what's not Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yeah. And then just let everyone else know where they can find you. So your website, your social channels, all that good stuff and your podcast, of course. Yes. So my podcast is called how she did that. And my website is thelaunchguild.com, and you can head there to find all of my social channels um, and everything else you ever wanted to know about me. <laughs> awesome. We'll link everything in the show notes for everyone to go check out. But yeah, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 121. Make sure to join the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook and Instagram at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community. See you in the next episode.